Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hi there. Welcome to Grief to Growth Podcast. Your host is Brian Smith, spiritual seeker, best-selling author, grief survivor, and life coach. Brian believes that the worst tragedies of life provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Brian says he was planted, not buried, and he is here to help you grow where you've been planted by the difficulties in life. In each episode, Brian and his guests will share what has helped them to survive and thrive. It is his sincere hope this episode helps you today. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year and congratulations. Why am I congratulating you? Because being human is tough. Today is, today is January 2nd, 2020. Yesterday, we celebrated once again, making another trip around the sun. I saw a meme yesterday that a couple of space aliens observing Earth, and they were observing that we must not be very bright to celebrate our planet just simply making another trip around the sun. But the meme was wrong. We have reason to celebrate because, as I said, being human is tough. It's January, and it reminds me of the god Janus, J-A-N-U-S, who's the Greek god that January is named for. Janus has two faces. One face looks back, the other face looks forward. January is the perfect time to reflect on what has been and what there is to come. Looking back on 2019, I realized that it was a tough year for me, and I know it was a tough year for a lot of you, too. So I want you to take a break, take a moment, and pat yourself on the back for having made it through another year. One of my favorite authors is Natalie Sudman, and she wrote a book called The Application of Impossible Things. Natalie had a near-death experience in which she found herself out of her body in an environment where there was no pain, no effort, no time, no space, just basically bliss. And she reflects on being back here in the physical world. And she says, unfortunately, here in the physical world, I can't heal my body with the wave of a hand, blink my physical body to another environment, or even fully remember my whole self's purposes and interests. What is incredibly simple and readily understood in the expanded consciousness levels often seems impenetrable and incomprehensibly complex from within this physical life. Yet, this physical life is a unique experience and is is entrancing from the perspective of expanded awareness. The razor focus required to remain in the collective physical reality is a balancing trick, a performance high, an intensely concentrated speed test of complex skill sets, where each an F-22 pilot flying 50 feet off the deck through an impossibly narrow canyon. That's the way she describes just simply maintaining a physical body in this physical environment. Lisa Beischel is a leading um, consciousness researcher 
expanded consciousness or extended consciousness researcher who studied, uh, for example, mediumship. And she writes in an article she recently wrote for Edge Science. The, title, the article is titled, You're Not Even In There Now, The Tenuous Tether of Holding the Self in the Body. She says in part, the self is only casually tethered to the body and requires constant feedback to remain there. The relationship is flimsy at best. It's a wonder it stays in there at all. It's amazing the fact that we maintain ourselves in these physical bodies. So let's acknowledge that. And the fact you're listening to this is a pretty good indicator you've been through more than most. If you hadn't, you probably wouldn't be listening to my podcast. You'd probably be watching cat videos or something. So what I want to say to you is congratulations. You're a badass. I want you to give yourself credit for making it this far. We often think that we are uniquely going through hard times because in our society, we don't share things. In social media, we always talk about the good things. So you may think, I'm the only one going through these struggles. My struggles are unique. And I want to tell you that we all go through struggles in life. And we all, so let's each give ourselves compassion and compassion to everyone around us. One of the benefits of me being a life coach is I get to share intimately with people their struggles. It's one of the reasons they come to me is to tell me about what they're struggling with and to seek help for that. And I have to say, having this perspective, I am so impressed with people. I am so impressed at the human resilience that people keep trying over and over again. I'm impressed with the things that people are able to, able to overcome and the way people are able to maintain a sense of normalcy while going through things that we think we couldn't possibly bear. Unfortunately, I can't share all those things with you, but I can tell you that having had these experiences and talking to people, it really makes me impressed with the human spirit and what we're all able to accomplish. So a lot of times people that we think have all together, as I said earlier, they are, you know, they're having struggles, but we don't share those struggles with each other. So let's give each other a little bit of grace. So the year 2019 is in the books. It's now 2020. I reflect back, I think when I was a kid, I think about the year 2020 and how old I would be, you know, in certain years in my life going forward. So I remember thinking, for example, in the year 2000, I'd be 39, which seemed ancient. And when I thought about 2020, I was like, I'll be 59. There's no way I'm going to live to 59. I just, I didn't think it possible, but here it is. In 2015, when my daughter Shana passed at the age of 15 years old, I could not even imagine being here in 2020. It'll be five years in June. And I thought there's no way I would make it. But here I am. Here you are. We're here. So congratulations to us. So now that we've looked back, let's look forward. Let's think about 2020. What do we want to accomplish this year? 2020 is the start of a new decade. What do we want to start? What do we want to accomplish this decade? Do you want to make more money? Do you want a better job? Do you want to lose weight? Would you like to be famous? Do you just want people to think of you as a kind person? Do you want your kids to be good kids? What are the things that you want to accomplish with the time you have going forward this next year and this next decade? For me personally, my thoughts this year are turning to legacy, which is a word that I probably wouldn't have used, you know, even in the very recent past. But uh, there was a life coaching course I took and they talk about legacy and helping our clients work on understanding what their legacy would be. And it really resonated with me because I think it's important. I think people want to be remembered. And I think back, I remember when Shana passed and we were having her celebration of life. I was talking to her coach, her former basketball coach, and something came out of my mouth that was kind of strange. I don't, can't believe I said it. I said, don't let people forget her. This was, uh, she would have been going to high school the next year. 
And it was really important to me that people remembered Shana. That was only a week after she passed. And there's a song, there's a, one of my favorite rappers is Macklemore. And in the song Glorious, one of the lines is, I heard you die twice. Once when they bury you in the grave. And the second time was the last time somebody mentioned your name. And I think this is a pretty common thing. I think we, we want to be remembered. And I think about Shana again and how she is still remembered by a lot of kids, even five years later, which in the life of a 15-year-old is forever. And I'm always really impressed with the legacy left, legacy she left when I hear kids that are still honoring Shana. So as I thought about this, I thought about, you know, what's my legacy? And I want to diverge or take a little diversion here for just a minute. I saw a meme recently that really resonated with me. And it said, everyone that you are meeting, that you meet, is either repeating a cycle of generational trauma or carrying the burden of breaking generational cycles. I think the point they were trying to make was to be compassionate when you meet people because they're either struggling to, uh, they're either just caught in generational trauma and just repeating the things of the past of their of the legacy that was left to them, or they're struggling to break free of those things. And I thought, as I thought about this, I realized it's not one or the other; it's usually both in some respects. And I started thinking about my own generational issues, and I'm sure you have them as well. And so these are the legacies that we've inherited from people that come before us. And these generational issues can be both blessings and curses. Now, in my case, my parents handed me a legacy. Of, uh, some of the good things were like being a caring person. They taught me to, to take care of people and to be generous. They taught me a great work ethic. They taught me about honoring family and being a good family man. On the other side in my family, there is an inability to connect intimately with those people that we're closest with. My family doesn't share things like I love you or I'm proud of you very easily especially it seems like the closer people are to us, the less easily it is for us to share it. So we'll often like insult each other in kind of a joking way and things of that nature. And as I think back, I remember my grandmother talking to my mother and saying things like, I had a mean stepmother, so that's why I'm not as affectionate with you as, as I would like to be. And I remember having similar conversations when my mother said similar things to me about not being as affectionate as maybe she would like to be. So as I was starting to date in my like uh, early, late 20s, I started thinking about this and how it had affected me. And it, it was a, something that was very difficult for me to, to break. And honestly, 30 years later, I'm still trying to overcome it. It seems like the more close the relationships, the more difficult it is. Uh, with my girls, I think I did a pretty good job. I would tell them I love them. I would tell them I was proud of them. And I tried to break that thing going forward. But if I'm being really honest, I don't do a great job with my wife. And that's something that I need to, to work on still. I think about my father's side of the family. And my father, like his father was older when he was born. My father was eight years younger than his next sibling. And he came from a very large family. And I don't think he spent a lot of time with his father because he was older at the time that my father was born. And he was a very busy man because he was a pastor of a very large and successful church. So I wonder if some of those things were passed along to my, for my parents to me are Actually, I know they do, and these are things that I'm trying to break as I go forward with my, uh, with my daughters and trying to do better with my wife, as I said. But on the other hand, there are good things that I inherited from my people, my ancestors. Um, my grandfather was a pastor, as I think I mentioned, and his parents were both also ministers, and they were, very, they were people that were very prolific writers. My, grand, my uncle Jack was a very prolific writer as well. Shana was a great writer, communicator, an educator, and I think that's my legacy. I think that's something that I was put here to do. 
And in 2019, I feel like I started coming into my own in terms of that, that kind of stuff here. Now, before that, I've, I've been really active on social media. I've had blogs, et cetera. But in 2019, I really started to put a lot more effort into it. Uh, I wrote and published my first book and went to number one on Amazon for short read best health books, which I'm really proud of. I started my own website for grief to growth. I started my life coaching business and I started this podcast. All that was started just within the last uh, six or seven months. And I'm really proud of that fact. And I think that's something that, again, I, I got from my family, that's, those abilities, those um, interests. And I'm really proud of, I'm really happy for that. And I'm hoping in 2020, well, not hoping, my intention in 2020 is to continue to grow that and blossom that and to reach more people and to help more people. So I hope you found this little reflection here helpful. And take some time, think about all that you've accomplished and give yourself credit for all you've accomplished and set some intentions for 2020 going forward and for the next decade going forward. What would you like to accomplish? What would you like to be remembered for? What would you like your legacy to be? If you're interested in working with me, I'd be happy to work with you. You can always reach me at www.grief2growth.com. That's www.grief2growth.com. And if you haven't subscribed or anything, a really quick way to subscribe, I'm trying out something new. You can text GROWTH to 31996. So if you're on an iPhone, you can just say, hey, Siri, send a message to 31996. And when she asks you what you want to send, you just say the word GROWTH. Send that message to me. I'll send you links on how to get connected to the newsletter, how to subscribe to the podcast, and all that kind of stuff. Have a great day and have a great 2020 and have a great decade. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Grief to Growth. Brian hopes that you find this episode helpful and will come back for future episodes. Brian's best-selling book, Grief to Growth, Planted Not Buried, is a great resource for anyone who is coping with grief or knows someone who is. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support it, there are three things you can do to help. The first is to share the podcast with someone that you think it will help. The second is to go to iTunes, rate, and review the episode. The third way you can support the podcast is by becoming a patron. Head over to www.patreon.com slash grief to growth. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash grief, the number two, growth, and sign up to make a small monthly donation. Patrons get access to exclusive bonus content and knowledge that you are helping to spread the message of grief to growth. For more about Brian and grief to growth, visit www.grief2growth.com. Hey there, if you liked this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.